Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I am your host, Chuck Peters, and today I have two good friends here in the studio with me, um, companions of mine from the Lifeway Kids team. Jeremy Carroll is the publishing team leader for the Lifeway Kids discipleship team. What's up, JC? Howdy, Chuck. Good how to you, see you, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Are you having a good day? Man, it's been a good day so far. It Jeremy Jeremy, and I, we have some things in common. And so people may not know that we have these things in common. We have the same haircut, for Yes, one. that's true. In fact, there were a couple of us sitting at the table uh, in, in a room the other day, and somebody nudged me and said, how come Chuck's not sitting at your table? It's all the bald guys sitting with you. And I was see, like, I now, don't know. I take issue with that. <laughs> Um, just for the record, I take issue with the being categor- the bald word. See, there's there's baldness, and then there's head shavers. Mm-hmm. So head shaving is is voluntary, where baldness is involuntary. So that's how right. do you categorize yourself, Jeremy? I, w- I would be with you in that category. See, you're a head yes. shaver. That's, I'm a head shaver. Right. That's right. And so, listeners, you can be a head shaver, too. Yes. Right? It's, it's a choice Every, that you make. Everybody needs dreams. Yeah. And it's not. It's like uh, choosing to wear gr- glasses because they uh, look good, mm-hmm. you know, or use a cane because it's cool. That's right. Mm, I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> we, we also have soccer in common. You're, yes. you're a soccer family. Soccer family. Coach soccer. Got soccer players. Play soccer. I just love soccer. And your kids, you got one one or a couple of kids playing. Man, some, doing some travel my stuff going on. My two boys play, and they're playing. Um, uh, my oldest is playing ECN now, this elite regional yeah. team. It's man, it's new high level stuff, and it's really fun. Yeah, I've seen some of those teams play, and they are absolutely fantastic. Just incredible to watch. Well, Jeremy, good to have you today. Thanks, Thanks for being Chuck. here. And then we have, for the very first time on the Lifeway mm. Kids Kids Ministry 101 podcast, Kayla Stevens. Yay. Hi, Kayla. Hi. Thanks Kay- for having me. Oh, we're so glad to have you. This is hopefully the first of many visits. I hope so. It's kind of a rite of passage to come on the podcast. We're so good to have you. Um, Kayla is a content editor on the Lifeway Kids Discipleship team. And so you and Jeremy work together. You are, you are on the same team, and you guys right. are creating... Super cool Bible study resources and things together for kids leaders. Yes, we're on the same team. We do not have the same haircut. No, <laughs> you are. You have um, wonderful locks that are not. Yeah, you, you should not join the head shaving team. Guys, it's, some guys can really pull it off. Some people need to stay away. I'm just gonna stay away from that one. Well, it's. I. You know, for some of us, it's. Uh, it's kind of an inevitable style choice. And for other people who are follically blessed, it's a whole different thing. So, right. If you got it, you should grow it. That's right. <laughs> yes. So, um, Kayla, since you are new to the podcast, I want to make sure that we give you every opportunity to experience the full, you know, the full experience of the podcast. And so oftentimes I like to do a little thing called Little You. And so for the sake of the listening audience and for Jeremy and me, um, Indulge us a little bit. When you were little, we want to know a little bit about little you. So when you were little, did you have like a really favorite breakfast cereal that was just like your go-to Saturday morning? What was it? My favorite breakfast cereal most of the times was Fruity Pebbles. Ooh. I just loved the, the fruitiness and then drinking the big oh, bowl of totally. milk afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. that would be my number one. Number two would be Cocoa Puffs because you get to eat, have chocolate for breakfast. It also gives you the flavored milk afterwards. Yes, yes. Okay, so Cocoa Puffs had like the crazy bird. Mm-hmm. Puff, puff, Cocoa Puffs. And then uh, Fruity Pebbles was the whole Flintstone deal. Yeah. 
So I may or may not, a couple days ago, have bought just for myself, just for a total indulgence, like the off-brand Fruity Pebbles. Yes. <laughs> you know, like the Walmart brand, great value Fruity Pebbles, whatever they were. They're called like, I don't know, Fruity Rock Nuggets or something, whatever they are. But did it make you feel like was, a kid again? It totally did. Yes. They were really good. They are. They're okay, the best. so do you still... Buy Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Puffs? I still buy Cocoa Puffs on occasion, but sometimes I'll bump it up a little bit and I'll do like the Reese's version. So you've got the peanut butter and oh. chocolate in there. See, that's one of them newfangled cereals right there. Yeah, it's a little fancier. It's like science and cereal coming together. <laughs> exactly. Remember the Reese's peanut butter commercials where they're like, you know, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter and you got, you're too young. Jeremy, that's do you right. remember those things? Uh-huh. You got your peanut butter in my chocolate. <laughs> now you got it all in your cereal. That's right. Now you get candy for for breakfast. Good. Yes. Kayla, did you have like a favorite Christmas gift? Like favorite Christmas gift ever? Favorite Christmas gift ever. You know, I just really loved waking up in the morning and Christmas morning. And there were always a few Christmas presents that I had that were not wrapped. Oh, that weren't wrapped. You know, because Santa brought some extra ones and he didn't wrap them. Yes. Um, so I just loved walking in and see, I got to see some fun presents that were already wrapped. But then I got to see the really cool stuff that was brought All right, by so Santa. like what's one of those ones that stands out in your um, memory? Probably like Barbie dolls were a big thing for me. I was a real prissy girl. So anything I got to to change the the hairstyle to or the clothing or outfits to, I was a big fan of. Nice. Yeah. I never got one of those. <laughs> and that's okay. But we can come together on Fruity Pebbles. That's right. And Jeremy, hair twins. That's right. Yes. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. We so love having friends come on and talk shop. And so today we are going to be talking about preteens. So you two have just finished working on a new resource for preteens. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But for our listeners who are out there ministering to preschoolers and kids, preteens is this unique segment of children. They're in a different place, different stage of life, developmentally and spiritually, certainly socially. Um, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And, and what's a preteen today may be a little different than, you know, a 10, 11, 12 year old just a few years ago. So let's talk a bit about this group of, of that we call preteens. Also, this is kind of an emerging um, subculture within kids' ministry is that a lot of churches now are dedicating spaces and places and faces. How's, how do you like that? <laughs> a lot of aces. To, to preteens in specifically or in particular. So let's talk about that. What are what guys and either one of you can go, whoever wants to talk first. Um, what are some key characteristics of today's preteens? Well, well, first, I think we probably should clarify that when we say preteens, we're typically talking about 10, 11, 12 year olds. Now, because of that and because how ministries are structured differently, that can look different for different churches, because in some churches, sixth graders, maybe you're 12, 13 year old, they're already in student ministry. Right. And so that puts them in a different category than kids ministry. And so in that case, we're maybe talking about fourth and fifth graders if we're talking about preteens in a two-year span. Uh, so sometimes it's fifth and sixth, sometimes it's fourth, fifth, and sixth, and it's three years. And so it just really depends on the church. So I think it's helpful to, to realize that when we're looking at, at a curriculum and we're looking at that age group for us as a content providers, as resource providers, we're, we're trying to look at um, more than the grades, we're trying to look at the developmental place of where that age group is. And it could really be anywhere 10, 11, 12, maybe even 13, depending on, on where you are. And so um, one of the things that really stands out to me about um, 
about this age group. I've got my, my middle daughter is uh, about to be 11 in just a few weeks. And um, she, so she's right, right in the middle of this age group. And then I've got a son, my middle son, who's coming up right behind uh, her. And he'll be, uh, he'll be nine this year, but he's not far out of the preteen, yeah. uh, that little kind of sub demographic. And uh, what I love seeing about these preteens is how, how they are hitting different developmental stages. And, and you're starting to see um, more uh, critical thinking come about, more deep thinking coming about, more than, um, and I, I think about it in my own home, it's, it's we're moving that, that one of the most difficult things as a parent is moving from Bible storying, mm-hmm. talking about Bible storying, into now let's talk about Bible study. How do, we, how do we help these kids start to learn who are thinking deeply about things to move from, oh, that's a nice story in the Bible, to what's the Bible saying, actually saying, and what is it saying to me? And now we move into the life application and things like that. And so to me, that's one of the huge parts about this age demographic is that they are, they are really starting to enter that world of thinking deeply and critically about things. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I love with our preteens today um, how they have so much at their fingertips as far as technology and research and ways that they can really dig into into the Bible. Um, and so on one hand, there's a lot of things that they're growing up quickly and learning a lot more. On the other hand, we also see our preteens growing up slowly a little bit with mm. how they are um, connecting with their parents more and how they're walking alongside their parents and doing family discipleship more. Um, And so you see a lot more conversations that parents get to have with their preteens and more opportunities that they're taking to really walk alongside with their preteens and how to do Bible study together. Hmm, Cool. So this this segment of preteens seems to be something that the church is thinking more about over just over the last decade. And so why is that? Why, Why is it that this seems like this is the time for preteen ministry to kind of come into its own? That's a great question. I I think part of it is the uh, what what many call this generation, Generation Z, the digital natives. I think part of it's because of that, because that preteen uh, pivot point, as it were, is a place where parents are really struggling how to figure out how these preteens are interacting with social media, with technology, and you know they're. they're there are kids who are acting, interacting with these things younger than that, but it's just something about that that age group, this preteen idea, uh, that I think is is putting parents and 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 consequently church leaders at, at a at a at a door going. Okay, we need to figure out this is the entryway. They're getting ready to move into teenage life. Yes, and they're moving quickly towards. Uh, driving and independence and uh, of course historically puberty comes during this time and so that that has always made this time in life a a little bit of a focus point Uh, but in in many cases that's been an an avoiding we don't we don't want to talk about that one so we just move on to that but I think there's just so many things that are happening um, mentally socially all these things you, you already mentioned that are happening with this age group and then when you put that layer of technology on it, and now they're walking into this new world um, with some somewhat, somewhat newfound independence, we want to be sensitive of how we're letting them and guiding them through the door. And I, I think that may be part of it. That's certainly not all of it. But I think that's part of why uh, churches in particular are getting to be real sensitive 
uh, to this. There's a, the, I think the other part for churches is that there's not only is a doorway to new life, but it's in terms of technology and, and just development, but it's also, a, in many ways, the gateway into the next step in your ministry. So you're moving from kids' ministry into student ministry. Right. And so now it's a, it's a bridge phase to go from kids' ministry to student ministry. And how do we get those those kids from kids' ministry successfully across the bridge into student ministry so that they are equipped to handle the things that are going on in student ministry life? So let's and, go to that bridge for a second, Kayla. So a lot of churches may, even listeners listening right now, may have this group of kids tucked into the kids' ministry. Some of them may have the older kids already going to the student ministry. Why do you think it's so important for us to acknowledge this particular age range and say maybe they need something that's really just for them? That's a great question. I really love with with preteens in particular how how their transition happens over several years. And so when you think about your preschool ministry and moving in from preschool ministry into elementary um, ministry, that's kind of a pretty significant transition, um, but it's pretty quick. It's pretty definite. But with preteen ministry, there's a little bit more gray area with our churches and with church ministry. And so in defining that and understanding that, it's helpful to think through how can we as churches partner with our preteens and partner with our families in moving them along that transition because it happens a little slower. Mm-hmm. Um, your fourth grader is going to be a little b- in a different spot than your sixth grader, and your sixth grader is in a different spot than your eighth grader. And so how to introduce them to Bible study and owning their faith and walking and living that out in a way that's authentic and a way that's genuine to the gospel is really important. Yeah. I think, in, I mean, just tell me what you guys think about this idea. This is a total Chuck idea, okay? We we live in a culture where, like, we live in an Amazon world, right, where Amazon knows everything about us, and everything that's delivered up to us through Prime is really specific. It knows what you like. It knows about your Fruity Pebbles, and, it, and it's going to serve you up. Hey, if you like this, you'll also like that. Everything is so very customized to the individual, and so it seems as though uh, over the course of time, we need to really be more aware of the specific needs of ch- children at every stage of development, not just a bar- broad first through sixth grade strategy, right? And so that, that would mean not only in the preteen space, but also at every step along the way, it's just going to be wise for us to continue to get better and better at meeting kids where they are. I think so. I, I think... Um as kids ministry leaders, one of, and it's kind of even a silly thing to say out loud, but we must be learners of learners. Like we have to study and know about how our kids learn. And that means where are they developmentally with their their mental development, their physical development, their social uh, development? Where are they in all these things? If we're going to communicate the gospel the most effectively to each age group along the way, we, we have to know where they are. And so being able to, to do that, um, in fact, I've got sitting in front of me here uh, one of LifeWay Kids' book, Holy Kids, that yeah. is a great resource for that. And I find myself referencing this all the time, going back to and seeing the different places and the different characteristics uh, about how, about this, uh, not just preteens, though, but uh, from birth all the way through preteens. And so it, to me, that's a huge, uh, a huge resource to me as, as both a parent and a ministry leader to be able to look at that. But I think we've got we've to know our kids, and we've got to know them well enough to know where they are on the steps. 
So in light of that, what kind of what sort of leader is the right kind of leader? If we're going to look at serving these kids where they are, what kind of person do we need to look for to, to meet with preteens in a way that connects well with them? Yeah, I think with our leaders, we want to we want to look for leaders who are engaging uh, not only with preteens themselves, but they're also engaging with the culture. Mm-hmm. I think preteens around uh, are, are really aware of what's going on in their world. Um, and we want leaders who are able to hold truth at a high level, but also hold grace at a high level. Yeah. And so we want to look for leaders and engage with leaders who are going to, to hold both of those things hand in hand, that they are engaging with the culture and that they are also teaching the preteens around them how to recognize the voices that are speaking to them, how to recognize the Amazons that are you know looking into their lives and saying, this is what you need, this is what you need. Um, versus what scripture says and what is what is true about God's word. Yes. And so being able to to hold both of those hand in hand is really valuable. And we know that discipleship happens best in the context of relationship. And so to have leaders who can relate to the kids and love them and understand the culture enough to know what the kids are dealing with, I would think would be so key. Exactly. So yeah, great tip. Okay, now I mentioned before that, that your team has just finished putting together a new study. It is called Forged. And so this, uh, I want to hear a little bit about Forged, and we'll talk a bit about that. But there are three um, keys uh, to, um, to engaging with preteens. And these are part of the book. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. We've, so when we look, and these are, of course, not a comprehensive list, but as we know that there are ministries looking, how can we engage this group of, of uh, uh almost aliens that we don't they're they're not quite student ministry but they're not kids ministry where they're they don't they don't have a home yet and, and they're kind of moving out of one place and how do we engage them how do we work with them and so yeah, yeah. we so what I, are our three keys yeah so we so we identified three ways that that would just help guide your thoughts one of them is something i alluded to earlier is these preteens are are um ready for deeper study. They are ready to move beyond the Bible stories and to open their Bibles and to read longer passages. So being able to engage with the Bible text at a much deeper uh, deeper level and, and understand that. So and deeper study is Deeper key study one. is key number one. Key number two, we would say, is engaging conversations. And this is somewhat what Kayla was alluding to, is this relational part. How do we, preteens love to talk, sometimes we just, we don't, they don't, they're formulating ideas that what's happening in their minds is, is trying to be sorted out in this new cognitive stage they're in, and so they're trying to sort that out. But once we can get them talking, they love to be in conversation. They love to mm-hmm. talk. And so we want to engage them in, in meaningful conversations that helps embrace uh, exactly what Kayla was saying, the, the, the deep study we've learned. This is what the Bible says in one hand, but the culture and the voices around me are saying this. Well, how do we dialogue with those things? And, and then that kind of leads us to the, to the third key, which is life action. So, so now we, we know what the Bible says, and, and we hear the voices around us, the, the, the culture speaking into our lives. Well, now, how do we respond to the culture in light of what the Bible says? And thinking critically about that, that's another key marker for preteens and their cognitive development, is being able to, to wrestle fact and fiction and, and being able to sort those things out. And so those keys to, to engage preteens, deeper Bible study, engaging conversations, and life action. Fantastic. Good, good tips and gr- a great strategy laid out with those three keys. Kayla, tell us about Forged. What is the study? Uh, what's in, what does it look like? How does it facilitate? Tell us what it is. Yeah, Forged is a 13-week Bible study 
that is released over the period of two years. And so every 13 sessions deal with a particular topic. The first volume is about truth. And so we just talked about, you know, holding truth high and, and high regard for, for what truth is, where do we find truth, um, how do we engage with the world around us with the truth of the gospel. And so each volume walks through a particular um, subject like truth or identity or relationships, and you have a great leader guide that facilitates that discussion. But then you also have a preteen discipleship guide where preteens can interact with one another, they can interact in conversation, they can record their thoughts and notes, and then they also have some daily discipleship pages that help preteens walk through the Bible daily that, that point them to scripture and then also how to engage with the Bible one-on-one. -on -one. We also have leader videos that are available through Ministry Grid that help guide the leader in those conversations. Um, so it's just a great resource and tool for, for churches to use with their preteens and how to engage the culture around them. What a cool resource. So listeners, you can find information about Forged at lifeway.com slash Forged, F-O-R-G-E-D. Jeremy, when do you see people using this? Where does this fit within the kids' ministry schedule? It's most likely going to be a, uh, a maybe a, a midweek or a home study. That's probably the most natural fit where you can gather a group of preteens together and rally around this resource that's going to help start thinking deeper and thinking about Scripture and what truth is uh, that comes out of Scripture. Fantastic. Jeremy Carroll, Kayla Stevens, thank you guys for being here today. Thanks, Thanks for Chuck. having us. You are great guests. We'll have to have you back again soon. Kayla, you officially made it through your first Yay. inaugural episode of the podcast. So. Congratulations to you. A little slow clap for you. Uh, listeners, thank you again for listening. Hey, if you are looking for Bible study resources or curriculum, I want to invite you to check out our resources at lifeway.com slash kids. Lifeway.com slash kids is where you'll find links to our ongoing curriculum. That's our quarterly curriculum, which includes Bible Studies for Life Kids, Explore the Bible Kids, and the Gospel Project for Kids. And it's also where you'll find links to cool resources like forged and our midweek uh, studies like Team Kid and Bible Drill and all kinds of other cool things that we are cranking out. And of course, check out lifeway.com slash VBS as you start to get ready for next summer's Vacation Bible School with concrete and cranes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kids Ministry 101, and we'll see you back again next time.